We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respect to their elders past and present. Hello and welcome to another episode of This A for Life. I am your host, Alison Smirnoff, and I am joined by my co-host, Rachel Hibbert. Hello, Al. How are you? I'm very well. It's just the two of us this week. It's going to be quieter. Quieter, yeah. Quieter. (laughs) Our friend Susan Cadman is taking a very, very well-earned break and is currently on the slopes in New Zealand, uh, hopefully (laughs) not injuring her shoulders. (laughs) Hopefully in one piece. Hopefully in one piece. Um, Have seen a couple of uh, little holiday snaps. Looks like she's having a good time. So shout out to Caddy, even though you never listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your little holiday away. Um, Al, I have to check in with you. Yes. After Sue Bird, dare I mention it, has left the court for the last time today. And I knew it was coming and I put a little note to self in brain that said check in on Al. Al, how are you? (laughs) Look, to be honest, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sad. I'm not sure that I'm ready to really (laughs) talk about it and unpack it. Okay. Um, Okay. I'm sad because I never got to see her play in person. Mm. Um, But, yeah, look, what an athlete. I mean, if you don't know who Sue Bird is, then you probably – just don't listen to this podcast anymore. Like you're in the wrong space. Zero respect. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolute icon of the WNBA. Um, Seattle got knocked out of the playoffs today. Um, it was Sue's last season. Um, so yeah, so she's uh, she's exited the sport. But I think that there are much bigger things ahead for Sue and um, and her partner Megan Rapino. Um, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna change the world. So mm. it's basketball's loss, but I think everyone else's gain. To be honest, um, yeah. Shout out Sue the goat. <laughs> Please listen to us, Sue Bird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you're not. You're not wrong. I think when when I think of women's sport and pioneers in women's sport and and women who have made waves over the last half decade and by half decade I mean actually two decades however over the half decade people have started taking notice um I think of Sue Bird and Megan Rapino. like they've both received the I think it's the order of essentially the order of America I'm not sure what it's called <laughs> something metal some kind of <laughs> something cross metal. or something yeah 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 but they made cultural and social comments just with what they wore and how they presented themselves um so again if you haven't seen any of that footage go and check it out it's not just interesting but it's important um so yeah like you said basketball's loss but perhaps world domination is Mm. next yeah for the power couple yeah watch this space 
And I mean, not particularly this podcast or anything. I just mean generally. <laughs> just women's sport. Keep women's high. sport generally. Yeah. 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 Um, so we've just completed round two of the AFLW season seven. And I have one word, Hibba. Carnage. Not Emma Carnage. Just <laughs> no. Carnage. Carnage. So many injuries. I'd like to rephrase what I said on the podcast last week about how I thought that the women had come in, or the women and folk had come in firing in season one because they've come in at their fittest after having already played a season. I'm double doubling back on myself to say, is is it that, yes, they're at their, I guess, aerobic fittest, but are they also at their wits end in terms of what their body is capable capable mm. of withstanding in 12 months yeah I think two seasons of football and two present pre-seasons may just be too much I, I'd hate to call it because I hate when people make comments on my body and my sporting prowess and my sporting ambitions but I'm just it's coming from a worried team member Mm. Um, I just I can't watch that happen again what happened in round two I think you've got the stats Al um, mm. have you got some some what what's the wrap up well there, there's been seven ACLs in the first two rounds um, that's not even including some people we know that got injured in the preseason um, that's not including um, Ebony Antonio who did a PCL in the preseason the thing that really jumps out and concerns me because some of the players are players like Jamie Stanton, Tamara Luke, Pepper Randall. These are mature, conditioned athletes that are also doing their ACLs. I just that that just sends like alarm bells for me. I'm I'm not a physio. Mm. I don't have any medical background, but I've been around footy a lot, and I know that conditioned athletes, you know, that have been in the system a long time are less likely to get injured. So I'm just concerned about that. But I'm also concerned about the other injuries that we've seen the first couple of rounds as well. Um, mm. Broken leg, um, Lou Stevenson, also broken ankle, Gemma Houghton, syndesmosis injury, Tate Mackerel, uh, foot stress fracture, I believe. Um, Chloe mm-hmm. Dalton's done a really bad hamstring. Um, we haven't seen those types of injuries. I mean, broken legs, I mean, they're impact injuries. They, you know, they happen in a contact sport. But but some of these, um, you know, like a stress fracture, hamstring, mm. soft tissue, that that sounds like overloading to me. I I mean, again, I don't don't profess to be a medical expert, but I just think the extreme number of injuries that we've had in the first two rounds, plus when you add in uh, Benici, Bree Davy, Izzy Huntington, Kate Lutkins, they all did ACLs uh, last season, i.e. this year, <laughs> um, mm. and they're all still to come back. So, I mean, I just it's just affecting the competition. Like that's the calibre of players that are that are missing games through long term injury. It's um, it's actually just blowing my mind. Mm. Mm. And you're right. It's that calibre of educated conditioned athletes who've been playing this game for such a long time 
touch wood without such injuries and then as soon as it ramps up to being two seasons of football two pre-seasons of football in 12 months all of a sudden it's like no my body can't handle it um it's not that they don't want to handle it god knows but oh it just breaks my heart because it's just you don't wish you don't wish it upon anyone that kind of injury whether it be um six months eight months 12 months 24 months um also looking at the concussions that some of the players Mm. have um endured Kirsten McLeod Beck Beeson Cassidy Simons are all TBA this season Mm. whether or not they can even get back on the footy field um so please pump more money into research, pump more money into the funding of the research so that we can figure out how we can, I guess, better this space for women athletes and athletes in general, but particularly women non-binary athletes. Um, goodness knows we need all the help we can get. Mm. Absolutely. Now, like you're also rehabbing after Mm -hmm. ACL surgery, um, Mm -hmm. your third. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a bit about what a mountain it is to climb? Mm. Um, I think there are two different mountains. And the first mountain is talking about it with my football friends, people Mm. who understand the impact it has on your sporting career and everything that goes with it emotionally physically, mentally, people get it a little bit more. Mm. The other mountain that I'm constantly also climbing and that many others are as well is that uh, non-football focused group of people in your life who don't actually understand the impact it has. 12 months of no sport or little sport to some people sounds excellent and sounds like, oh, that's that's great. Um, and I don't think they understand the mental capacity it has on your well-being and your health. Just not being able to run across the road if there's a car coming, mm. not being able to um, run across the road if there's a red light flashing. You know, you've got to get across the road to not miss your train. That's another one, actually, <laughs> surviving public transport um, mm. to get to work, especially when you hit that non-crutches face. Um it's almost worth taking your crutches everywhere so people know that you're injured. Mm. Um, So there are many different mountains and they're extremely difficult. I actually get a little bit emotional talking about it because it's, Mm. um, yeah, it has a really big impact on, on your life on every day. And I can't take my dog for a walk if my knee's feeling sore or, Mm. Um, you have you have to manage every aspect of your life just to you know get up and get about and it's not a terminal injury it's not going to kill me it will get better but some days you just feel really shit about not being able to do things that you love doing Mm. like walking or running (laughs) Mm. Um, and it's expensive god it's expensive I've had to fork out hundreds if not thousands of dollars on physio pilates sessions gym memberships medicine just panadol and ibuprofen Mm. god 
I've been chewing that lately. Um, so it's it's a valley <laughs> and it's a peak at times. The little winds are peaks and a lot of it is a valley. But at the end of the day, you get through it. Um, and at the end of, you know, 12 months, I'll be back doing the things that I really love doing. Um, but it's also a time when you have to wonder whether you want to do those things again, especially after having done such an injury a um, couple of times. You have to figure out what is the most important thing in your life at the time mm. and whether the immobility outweighs the joy of playing a game that has so cruelly impacted um, every other aspect of my life. So mm. apologies to get deep and deep and dirty with you, but um, yeah, some days are just a lot harder than others. Yeah. Oh, and don't apologize for for getting deep about it. I, I mean, <laughs> like it's, it's not quite AFLW level, but VFLW is a, is a huge demand on time and mental energy and um, you know, but footy is also an outlet <laughs> Yeah. And when that gets taken away, it must be, yeah, it must be a huge battle. Mm. And I have the, both the luxury of doing my rehab with someone else in my house, but also the, I guess, not luxury of seeing the support behind someone who does it at a professional level versus mm. me, who is forking out all of this money and energy and time um, and not, not getting paid to do that. Mm. um it's like you said it's it's optional um to play footy and to get injured <laughs> but um yeah just the facilities available to people that's the other thing if anyone is interested in helping me set up a um affordable rehabilitation center in melbourne's northwest for <laughs> acl recovery please do let me know because i think it's a a missing it's a gap in the market at the moment because there's a lot of companies out there flogging $90 a week memberships just to access state-of-the-art facilities um, in quotation marks. But it's a, it's a lot of money to spend. When you don't have a lot of money and inflation is very high, Alison. My God. Very high. I feel like I open my front door and exhale and... <laughs> It cost me $50. <laughs> I watched my, my pennies just dribble out the door into the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess like on, on the flip side, yes, we've spoken about all of the injuries and absolute carnage. And, um, but I guess the, the flip side, the positive, like you just mm. mentioned, is that they are in a professional system. So they do have the best care available to them. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, I, I actually want to make that point as well, as negative as it is, they're in great hands. Completely. And and it's, you know, we're, we're finally there as well. Yeah. It is so fantastic that they do have the facilities and that they do have the support behind them. I hope it continues, if not flourish, even more. Um. Again, funding, research, funding, research. Um, mm. You're absolutely right. Um, it is, it's, it's not that they're privileged, it's that they deserve it. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, it's their job. So mm. um, I'm very, very glad to see them have the access to facilities and programs that will help them get back 
to prep to play and then of course shine out there on the footy field so um just sending all the positive vibes to anyone who's been impacted by a long-term injury over the, the last little while and that we at this AFL life are with you and if you need us we're only one tweet one dm <laughs> away you just holler at us yeah okay doom and gloom over um mm-hmm. we won't recap every game but bloody hell there was some good footy on the weekend <sighs> very close games um mm-hmm. on the mcg if you don't mind the d's snuck home by i think two points against the kangaroos correct very very good game of footy to watch i went to the pub to watch it because wasn't going to pay eighty dollars for a ticket. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of late changes uh, of the of the lead. Beg your pardon in the fourth mm. quarter, so it was definitely keeping us on our toes. Um, the MCG is a fantastic deck, and just to watch footy at all those different angles again was so wonderful. Um, and the the quality of the footy was amazing. Um, I thought. Watching Emma Carney out of the back line was interesting. Mm. I wasn't used to that Yeah. Um, from the Kangaroos. But, again, they've just got such a strong outfit this year with Emma King and the Ruck just so powerful. Um, and But the Ds were just too strong at their um, their namesake ground, mm. um, the Nam cricket ground, if you will. Yes. Um, which was an excellent game of football. And then, Alison, you must have been having a heart attack watching your beloved blues withhold a surging bombers outfit. Hiba. Oh my God. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I was having shades of Carlton men's oh, no. <laughs> last, yeah. yep. last game <laughs> losing to your mob by a point. I was like, no, <laughs> this can't happen again. Maybe it's infectious what's going on at that club, but <laughs> we hung on. Um, mm. But it was just a very, the whole thing was a very interesting social experiment. It turns out I really care about whether or not we beat Essendon. It's translated <laughs> across to AFLW. Um, I was pacing. Uh, I didn't. Oh. I didn't make it out. I didn't make it out to um, Port Melbourne because uh, I was going to Vic Park to see the pies and the swans, but I think I wore down the carpet next to my couch. <laughs> I was pacing and just like beside myself, but um, was fantastic. The first three quarters were fantastic. Mm. Darcy Vessio, oh. they were just on fire. It was so great to watch. Um, yep. So first three quarters, great. Brie Moody, what an amazing footballer Athlete. she's becoming. Just athlete mm. yeah oh hectic turns out I care <laughs> <laughs> the three goal last quarter from Essendon just would have absolutely made me shit the bed as a Carlton <laughs> supporter so I'm I am um, yeah I'm very glad for you that they held on against Caddy's mob um mm. so Caddy's not here to back herself but that's true suck shit <laughs> <laughs> That was all you, not me. That's all. That's all. <laughs> um, and also just one other little shout out. Uh, Mighty Cats, top of the ladder. 
Oh, go the cats. The cats. Percentage, big. Two mm-hmm. wins, big. I'm excited for the cats. Very, very excited to see how they go. And just coming back to my, uh, my prediction last week, Sainters. Yes, also excellent. Keep your eye on them. Keep yes. your eye on them. Yeah. Have played two expansion teams, <laughs> oh. but right. have won very convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the other thing I just wanted to mention was the Brisbane Lions again, because we always forget them at the oh, start of the season. That's but true. Gosh, they look good. Gosh, they look strong. Yeah. Gosh, Batesy is just a machine. Yeah, and like hitting the scoreboard too, which is scary. Yeah. Yeah, keep them coming. Mm. Yeah, God, they were clinical, weren't they? Bloody hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. So, Rachel. Yes? You've found someone. Just a smelly housemate of mine who... <laughs> was just doing her exercises in the living room and I thought, why not? <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we're down, we're down a co-host this week. So Gabby Colvin, welcome to Yay! the Save My Life. She found me off the street. <laughs> <laughs> just floating around Kensington. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. So for our listeners that don't know, Gabby Colvin plays for the Melbourne Demons. Drafted in the 2019 AFLW draft from the mighty Darabin Falcons. Oh, the Falky Falcons. Born and bred in Wagga. Former netballer. Currently, though, on the inactive list because you bloody did your ACL. How are you going? Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) Classic ACL. Um, it's just the trend at the moment, um, but yeah, no, <laughs> doing doing well. Um, rehab's going well, um, and yeah, no, trucking trucking quite nicely to be honest. How many weeks post op are you? Uh, I am eight weeks. Go, Gabby. Gosh, um, but yeah, we're the knee club at the moment. We are. We are knee sisters. <laughs> We've got we've got two good knees between us. It's true. Actually, we got one because I've done both of mine. Oh, correct, correct. And Gab's done hers twice. So we've got yeah. yeah. If there was a three-legged race with ACLs, <laughs> we'd win. We'd win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So how how are you going though, Gab? Um it's obviously like to be gearing up for you know, pre-season and then for that to happen mentally, has it been a really big challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I think, yeah, this, this time around, it's been very, very, very tough. Um, Mm. I've done it before, but, um, I didn't have as much to lose as the Mm. last time. Um, so, you know, I hadn't fully started playing football yet when I did my ACL, I did it at netball. So, um, Mm. Uh, yeah, I didn't have as much to lose, whereas this time, you know, um, I was gearing up for a big season and, um, yeah, the second season in a year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it was really tough. Um, but um, I'm coping well. I've got good support around me and, um, yeah, it's going well. Mm. But, yeah, it was, it was definitely, it's, this time it's, it's probably 
one of the hardest things I've done. Mm. And um, coming off like career best performance as well, we were watching Gab on yeah. play on CG in the, the prelim final. Oh. Um, and it was just Gabby Coleman, Gabby Coleman, Gabby Coleman. Um, so then I think for everyone, it's always a shock when anyone hurts themselves, but for it to be literally in your house um, when someone's at their peak, you're like, what? that's just so cruel. So watching Gab go through her rehab is really inspiring. Um, she's so thorough mm. and it puts me to shame. So I have no doubt that she's just going to surpass me, I think, next week, to be honest. She's just going to fly past me. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just so tough, but she's she's doing it with some serious grit. So all, all credit to you, Gal. <laughs> Thanks. All credit. Thanks, Hibbs. Yeah, no, I've got, I'm, I'm lucky to have you by my side. Um, <laughs> explaining shit. Explaining stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> we're, we're good for each other. I bring home the game ready, um, which it. is an ice machine. Yes. Um, and we take turns on the ice, the game ready. And <laughs> she gives me advice from her father physio. And yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So we help each other out, um, <laughs> which is the only, like, good thing about doing money that I've got. Huber, mm. agreed. Along with this hard journey with me, but um, yeah, I'm very lucky to have her. Yeah, oh, aren't we all though? Wouldn't you oh, absolutely! Stop it. Your appreciation. <laughs> God, we need we need that. <laughs> Huber, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Do you know? Is the important part of Gabby's rehab though is the fact that. Gab and I are going to the MCG on Saturday evening to watch the party pies and mm. we're going to unlock the feral. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, not quite to, I think, the 2019 oh. status that we were both in just before we <clears throat> got drafted, might I add. Oh. Um, but, yes, so it, 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 it'll be a test to go to the MCG with a solid 90,000 crowd um, with, with a sore knee. I think mm. so. Yeah, we'll be in each of the other's arms, like, yeah. come on, doll. <laughs> we should get the crutches out so no one, exactly. everyone yeah. leaves us alone. Yes, where's the lift? Yeah. Where's the lift? <laughs> like cobble Oh, uh, yes. Um, so, Gab, Hibber and I were talking about how the first two rounds of this AFLW season has just been absolute bloody carnage. As someone that's like, sitting on the sidelines already, you know, have, has that affected you? Like seeing all these ACL injuries and other, other really serious injuries that have happened? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's absolutely devastating. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not a fun club to be a part of. And um, it's heartbreaking seeing, you know, like I was pretty lucky. I, I did mine at the start of preseason. I hadn't gone through a whole preseason, like put in that hard work. And then did my knee like I did it at the start. But these girls have went through a full preseason and, you know, have like obviously doing all the right things. And for this to happen, it's just, yes, it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And like on a personal level, I just, I can't even imagine the mental strength it must have like to, to even start a preseason in the same calendar year. <laughs> like how's that, how, how was that? Like, because in, in all seriousness, did you get much of a break? Um, I think in the end we had about two months break. Um, mm. 
but obviously you got to keep up your running yeah. in gym like three times. So you, you need to do your running three times a week, your gym three times a week. Um, so you're not actually getting a proper break. Um, mm. Mm. And just putting your body in under undue stress of any any kind you know you can be really really stressed mentally and it have mm. you know affect your physical fitness mm-hmm. um so the fact that you had eight weeks break i say in quotation marks um when actually you're still doing six sessions a week mm. um <laughs> you know you actually haven't stopped and i've, I've mm. watched it yeah the whole time we've lived <laughs> together for you know over a year now you've been training and playing footy there's not been a week when gab's like oh didn't go into the club this week, mm. you know. It's just, oh, where are you, Gab? Where, where, where have you been? She gets home at quarter past ten. She's been to work since six o'clock in the morning, and then goes to training after that, and then gets home and does it all again the next day. So it's, it's just a lot of, I think, stress on the on the body and mm. and mentally as well. Um, so it takes a, a certain amount of mental fortitude to get through the amount of footy that that Gab and the others have been through this year, I think. Mm, Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the trade-off is that there's going to be a bigger break (laughs) after, after this season, but just out of interest, Gab, like, do you prefer to play this time of year as opposed to summer? I mean, I know you're not actually playing at the moment, but would you, do you think? Well, it's a tough one because yeah, obviously I'm not out there training, but I remember the three training sessions that I did go to, it was cold. <laughs> I can't believe how cold it was and, and it was raining. And I just remember like trying to catch the ball and I couldn't even mark the ball. <laughs> I was like, this is nuts. Like going straight through my hands. I'm like, take me back to summer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's freezing cold these months, but you know, like mm. we've, we've we've done bfl seasons through through forever forever but yeah we're just not accustomed (laughs) to it yet um but i think i think when games you know um well they have started but um yeah i think it's a lot easier um to you know play at that level where i think girls Mm. are doing more kilometers now yeah now Mm. like Mm. we're not getting fast as quickly not Mm. fatigued as quickly I think um the level the standard um has gone up yeah and the other thing is everyone actually most players at the start of the year had or then had COVID and so the the, the season was completely <laughs> interrupted That's so true by all, it's like you you said you know you the first run you went for after you'd had COVID you mm. you, you couldn't run it was mm-hmm. just that you were gassed and so I think now it's it's there's a number of factors playing into that I think it's the weather it's that COVID has already had its biggest impact on Mm. on the playing group yeah um and then of course the fact that um you you get that proper summer break now to enjoy Mm. time with your family and your friends and actually have a relax absolutely enjoy Christmas Christmas yes yeah I can't wait to eat all the Christmas food and all the Christmas cocktails and oh, that was like the hardest part. Like it was like Christmas time and like I, I think we went back to training. Like we had we had Boxing Day 
And then mm. we had to go back to training after oh. Boxing Day. Like, <laughs> nah, I right. still growing up yeah. Christmas. Yeah, good, it, was, it was not good. Um, but yeah, we get Christmas this time. So good. Oh. What a privilege. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. We used to joke about it and say, like, because we could never get hot girl summer, we always used to have hot girl autumn instead. <laughs> but now we get hot girl summer. <laughs> Can't wait to see what that involves, Al. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pray for me. <laughs> Just hanging out. Sunbaking um, in the backyard. Yeah. Pina coladas. In our pool. Oh, in our pool. In yeah, our blow pool. up pool. Yep. Yeah. It's a solid um, two by five meter blow up pool. Excellent. That um, generally stays blown up for um, most most of the time simply because we can't afford to keep filling it, oh. nor, can, <laughs> nor can we <laughs> blow it up when it's already full of water, but then it just becomes a bit of a mosquito infest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, they're the battles we face this summer with hot yeah. girl summer. Yeah, hot girl summer with <laughs> malaria. <laughs> <laughs> But I was just, when you were talking before about, like, imagine five years ago someone telling you, yeah, season six and seven of the AFLW season are going to be played in the same calendar year. Season seven will have all 18 teams and everyone (laughs) will have had this uh, respiratory disease. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's a global. It is a global pandemic. (laughs) Oh, I would not have believed it. No, not a chance. It just I would have said no way. No way. I'm not no. doing that. No way, Jose. <laughs> I'm just staying here in this year. Don't sign me up. <laughs> no, I'm not playing <laughs> no. no, I'm just joking. I would definitely do it. I'll do it all again. Plus plus more. Something more. Yeah. Plenty it's, more. Yeah, it's just bananas, honestly. Mm. Just even at the start of this year when we were looking at scheduling and we thought that the season was going to be finished by june and then there was six months off Mm. alas if there's time they'll fill it with footy yeah i think um my body felt the same um i don't think it was ready to come back it's a bit Um, of a shock after bali wasn't it yeah i um because obviously like i booked my holiday like after um the end of last season so i booked it thinking you know after the season I'll go away um and I did in June you know when it's the coldest and then they push our season forward <laughs> and so I've um I said to the coach I was like oh you know like I can get a move and they're like no Gab just go and enjoy yourself mm. so I went and enjoyed myself um not not like overly like Mitch and I had a really relaxing holiday mm, mm. um and then yeah, I don't think my body was ready to come back. Um, I got back on the Monday, Monday, uh, Monday night, mm-hmm. and then I was at training on Tuesday. So um, yeah, yeah, right. Bali to train. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I normally, think- normally, Gab, they do it the other way around. If you're if you're Jordan Dugowie. Yeah, yeah. You can go to Bali during the season. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the worm did that as well um yeah oh what's his name um that basketballer um that played for the chicago bulls oh remember he dennis dennis rodman dennis rodman yeah yeah huh. should have done a dennis rodman <laughs> went to la <laughs> come back with carmen electra <laughs> and david Pierce dragged me back like Michael Jordan had to go <laughs> drag, drag it back from LA. Come on, Sylvie and Roy. Yeah. We're going on a holiday to get Auntie Gabby. 
lot of fun. Time to come back to work. <laughs> yeah, she was on on that. But, um, <laughs> and Deb. Yeah. Um, speaking speaking of the D's though, what what's the feeling like um, around the club at the moment? Like it had a had a pretty good start to the season, some pretty good wins over some very tough opposition. What's what's the vibe? Absolutely, um, it's electric. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's good vibes all around. Um, you know, <laughs> we we it was very. <laughs> <laughs> it was very exciting. Um, uh, obviously, winning the grand final rematch against the Crows. Um, that was very exciting. It was very sketchy at the start. The first half was a bit sketchy, but, um, you know, they pulled it together. Um, and then the second game, obviously, Kangaroos are the surprise package. Mm. Uh, their skills, like, they, they just they hit their kicks. Yeah. Mm. You know, we did as well, but um, it it would break down towards um, towards uh, closer to goal. So, yeah, I think that brings up the what you were talking about um, the sixteen aside. Absolutely, especially yeah. on a ground like the MCG. MCG yeah, just oh, think, oh, so dumb. It looked yeah. sparse. It mm. just looked yeah. silly to have two four less people on the field. Yeah. Mm. We can't get it that extra mm, bit to the goals. Mm. Um, there's just so much space out there. Perfect mm. for another another player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but- it not only gives, I guess, the team who are on the field an extra inch, literally, but it also gives the club the opportunity to develop a larger number of people as well. Mm. Um might be able to draft an extra four girls yeah bigger list um, size yeah bigger mm. list size and mm. I, I saw Libby put out a really good article um, today or yesterday about medical sub mm. for the AFLW and how mm. important that is absolutely um mm. and so hell, yeah. yeah yeah putting those two things together giving more people the opportunity to play at the highest level mm. and supporting the playing group I think it it would be silly not to invest in an eighteen aside competition mm. um, going forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, how like you both have played sixteen aside, but Gab, like especially through summer, like it must be <laughs> so taxing on the body. Yeah, it is. Um, but I guess the beauty of that is, um, you know, like they're only seventeen, no, sixteen minutes. I don't even know. 15, 15, 15 minutes. 15, minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes plus time on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So they're, they're quick quarters. Yeah. But in saying that, like, they're quick quarters, so you don't, you know, you, you are mm. tired, but it's, like, over in 15 minutes. But mm. with that, it gives you, it's it's so hard. If you're down, it's so hard to, to get back up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And to get into a flow into, of play, yeah, especially when you need to sub people that quickly. Yeah. I think, that, you know, if someone's performing really well and they've just kicked a goal, you see them mm. get dragged more often than you do the men's <laughs> game. And it's like, oh, because they've missed their rotations. Like, no, yeah. keep them on for an extra two minutes while they're firing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard, like in the grand final, you know, yeah, we we just needed an extra like five, ten minutes. And yeah. You know, we, we maybe could have got over the crows, but um, mm. something that they need to think about. Mm. Yeah. Yep. 18 aside and 20 minute quarters. Yeah. Push there for you it. go. That's our pitch. Yeah. AFLPA, yeah. you need to take it from here. 
Yeah. But, it here, not you, first, but uh, <laughs> he's a new um of course head yeah. of AW. Yes, I was just about to Thank say you. that. Yes. Oh, um yeah. <laughs> former former co-host of this AFL Life, Julia Kiera, now current co-host of Outer Sanctum, has been named the AFL players head of AFLW. And I seriously could not think of a better person to, oh, to have that role. Um she yeah. will definitely have the player's best interest at heart. Yeah. Um, if you're a player and you listen to this, you have a, an excellent advocate uh, working for you now. Yeah. And an educated one at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've got any questions about well-being and psychology and all sorts of things that can help you in your life, talk to JC. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, I was very excited when I heard that she was on board for that. Yeah, Darabin, Darabin folks, they're the just folks. everywhere. We're infiltrating, everywhere. aren't we? <laughs> the FRW everywhere. <laughs> oh, the, the Carlton, Carlton folks. Yeah, coaches. Yep. All the coaches are pretty much Darabin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Two out of five. Two out of five. Look <laughs> out. Okay. Um, have you got anything more for Gab, Hiba? Um, Not really. Just have a listen to this week's podcast because you're on it. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah. I used to like. I, I really when um I was doing your grocer. I used to put it on all the time because she was driving. I was driving work. all the time, so I was like, I chucked it on all the time. Have listen, <laughs> and then I'd get text as well. Al, yeah. I'd be like, you're, you know, you said the wrong thing here, bar, or oh, that's a good point, or yeah. what the heck was Al talking about? <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, never. It was Caddy. <laughs> 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 I was like, I can't even remember what you're talking about. But anyway. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for listening, Gab. It's, yeah, means a lot. <laughs> oh, mate, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Just the banter, the banter of this bloody knobhead. <laughs> well, I think we might just leave it there. Gabby Colvin, thank you so much for um, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Go D. It's been an absolute pleasure. Go D. <laughs> 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 uh and Hiba, I'll see you next week. Yes, I'm around, not not on any slopes anywhere. So yes. I'll be here. Excellent. And everyone, once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Okay.